just know you're not alone cuz i'm gonna make this place your home news radio 840 whas good sunday morning bob sekoler and the louisville real estate show here with you till the top of the hour we've got a jam packed show coming up a little later on in the show things in your house that may be attracting bugs and rodents. Interesting stuff. First, let me introduce some of the folks who are here with us for today's show. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. They hire vets. They are the number one Home Team Inspection Service in the country, six plus years in a row. Yes, sir. And uh, you can reach Brad and his team at uh, 357-0813. Also here, Kevin Disler, who is one of the head guys over at Pitt and Frank Attorneys. They do a phenomenal job with closing your loan, and you can pick the uh, real estate attorney that you want to close your loan, and uh, Pitt and Frank are among the best out there, so give uh, Kevin his people a call at 895-9900. Good to have both of you here. Good morning. Good morning. Son Greg out uh, already working this morning. We're rocking and rolling. Before we hit the question, some uh, some. Interesting stories. Uh, one very unfortunate. Police say a man fatally shot his relative before taking his own life last a week ago, Friday. According to police, they received a call, went there. This is in Portsmouth, Virginia. And the uh, guy, Albert Baglioni, was uh, holding a weapon in his hand. And apparently, and this is what is just unbelievable, he had gone to the house to meet his relative to do a walkthrough prior to closing. And he had never seen the home before and was distraught with what he saw when he saw the home at the walkthrough. They got into an argument. Apparently, uh, he took out a gun and killed his realtor. So unfortunate story. It just shows shows what the dangers are that are out there for for real estate agents, but also uh, the importance of seeing a home in person before you put an offer in to buy a home. And we've seen that this past summer. So just wanted to bring that to your attention. Also, low appraisals are stalling 23% of home sales. This is interesting. And I know Kevin, uh, Brad, I'm seeing this all the time. Home buyers are bidding up home prices. This past uh, summer was incredible in Louisville. We're seeing an increase nationally of 19% on home prices, locally about 15, a little more than 15%. But appraisers are saying, "Eh, eh, eh, not so fast. And so nationally, 23% of all home sales are stalling on appraisal. So note that. The top five vacation spots in the country, I was very impressed to find out, and you may not guess this, but coming in at number five, Lexington, Kentucky, as one of the top five vacation spots in the country. I was shocked about that, pleasantly, but shocked. And finally, in our news roundup, there's a, a United Kingdom company that is aiming to help insulate homes using, are you ready? mushrooms that is right i'm not kidding the construction demolition industry has about double the amount of trash and all other waste in the its locations and so one company has determined that they can take the fibers that bind up the roots the thread-like roots that connect mushrooms the company says that it's biodegradable insulation outperforms more common foam and it's also slower to burn in a fire It's mycelium. You may have heard that before. It's usually found in forests underground, and it holds the topsoil together, and now they're going to try using it, apparently, for insulation for homes. So there we have our roundup of some news 
around the country and the world. So just for your FYI, folks, we're still doing our shows in a COVID environment. That means that because of COVID, we are limited on resources. So normally we would tell you to call in and ask us your questions on the air. But because of COVID, we're limited. So we ask you to email me questions. Bob at com is the email address. And then you can reach me anytime um, uh, via the email with radio question and the question itself, which would go into the body of the email. All right. You guys can hear me. Okay. We're ready to go. Yes, questions that came in. Mm -hmm. Kevin, this first one is for you. John selling his home. He has a contract on it, but received a letter from his neighbor claiming water damage from John's property with a request for repairs and also reimbursement for lost goods damage in his basement. So he wants corrections to the retaining wall. Now, remember, I mentioned John selling his home. He has a contract on it. And during apparently a heavy rainstorm, the water came from John's yard and made its way into the basement of the neighbor. Does John have to disclose this letter that he got from his neighbor to the buyer and the buyer's agent? I certainly think that he does. I mean, mm-hmm. it is it's something, it's, it's certainly material. It's something a reasonable buyer w- would expect to, to be disclosed. Uh, usually it can be addressed with the homeowner's insurance and questions whether the retaining wall had been recently installed and uh, changed the direction of the water. But I think that's something serious enough, whereas if the buyer, if it was not disclosed to the buyer, He's going to find out about it shortly after moving into the property, and then you're in a really bad situation. I think in most cases where, you know, disclosure, disclosure, disclosure. If you think there's a question whether you should or you should not, usually the best approach is to go ahead and disclose. Good comments. All right, we move on. This is basically for Brad, but Kevin, we're going to bring you in as well. Jennifer, buying her first home in Louisville and has ordered a home inspection, a termite and radon inspection. So Jennifer says she's coming from, I believe it's San Carlos, California, where they're required when selling a house to do a sewer inspection. Mm-hmm. Not required here, Brad, right? No, it's not. And it's actually a, a seldom used tool mm. out there. The, uh, the other thing that we don't require is a property survey here in right. Louisville and apparently do in other parts of the country. So sewer inspections, yeah. why... Do other parts of the country require them and Louisville doesn't? And should buyers be asking for a sewer inspection when they do their inspections? So I don't know why other parts of the country require the sewer inspection. There's, you know, a home team is a franchise operation with, you know, about 165 uh, companies around the U.S. And many of my California counterparts do a lot more sewer inspections than we would, you know, in this part of the country. The the sewer inspections are something that really, it gives you a picture of what's going on uh, between the main line of your house, the main drain line of the house, and the, 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 as far out as the camera can reach, typically about 100, 150 feet, depending on the structure of the house. So it can usually get to the to the main connection to the sewer. The nice part about it is it tells you whether or not you've got any cracks, any collapsing of, of tiles. Some of the older homes in Louisville uh, have clay tiles uh, as the, uh, the, the drain lines, and those tend to collapse over time. And really what you're looking for is you're looking for those cracks. You're also looking for any root infiltration. The challenge that we have in this market is that one people 
while we would recommend anybody moving into a house that has been vacant for six months or more, you, I would always recommend a sewer inspection mm -hmm. uh, because the roots grow so quickly and you will find out, even though we inspect the home, we run a lot of water during it until you start running solids through the system, they won't plug up. But those hair roots, talking about the mycelium, you know, the mushrooms yeah, earlier, right, but, yeah. you know, it's kind of a similar type of hair roots. They'll clog up those lines and you won't know until they, the house becomes active again. So any house that's been vacant more than six months, I definitely recommend the sewer inspection. And then any house really, say, pre-1930, it's probably a good idea to, to have that inspection as well. Um, in this area, there's not many plumbers that do sewer inspections, but any of the companies that do drain cleaning, they have camera systems and they will do them. Oftentimes, uh, it's a great idea to, to go ahead and just pay to have the lines cleaned when you move into the house anyway, and then they can show you in the camera if there's any other type of damage, but they would be somebody if you have an old house or a house that you suspect might still have drain tiles out there or has been vacant get with a with a company like that to just have the lines cleaned out if nothing else you paid a couple hundred bucks to have the lines cleaned and you know you won't have a problem when you move into that home one company that comes to mind that does it rhymes with mulligan i would think that is a, um could, yeah 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 does the yeah. checking yeah they, uh, they, they yeah. do that yeah one of the things i suggest to all of our buyers and even sellers if they ask is to check to see where a sewer line is exiting a house. So if it goes out into the front yard or the backyard, go out to the front or back and look and see if there are any large trees that are near where the exit. And that will give you a pretty good idea if there is a even possibility of those roots having encroached into the line, right? Yeah, that's very great advice. Yeah, yeah just look to look for those trees. One more thing while we're on that, um, there's another technique because in the past, we've always, when there's a sewer line that's been encroached, one of the things you'd have to do is have the uh, dug, line dug back up and a new one laid down. But there, and I want to ask you on this, Brad, there's the newer system that they actually, once they clean the, the lines out, they can encapsulate the interior yes. of the lines. Does that work fairly well? Yeah. It does work very well, and it's it's just called a liner, um, and it is it's probably more cost effective, certainly more cost effective than digging up your entire yard, front yeah. or back, depending yeah. on where the sewer's running. But yeah, those seem to run work very well, and uh, there's some good companies here in town that are uh, doing that kind of work, and the liners, you know, seem to do a very good job replacing particularly the damaged clay um, sewer lines. All right, so that takes me now to Kevin on this. So if by chance the buyer doesn't do a sewer line inspection and those lines get clogged up in the first year that the buyer has uh, moved in and is living there. Is there any recourse by the buyer against the seller since there was no disclosure of that problem or no area uh, to disclose that there's a, a been a root infestation? I think there's something that says uh, drains or sewers, but it doesn't get specific. So recourse on that, Kev? Well, I just think you get the same thing, whether the seller knew or reasonably should have known that there was an issue, kind of going back to the first question, whether it was material. Um, if a situation where you put down, I think you were talking about the seller disclosure, yeah. you don't make any representation to it, but you had a plumbing company come out a couple months before you listed the property. They suggested the roots were in the line. You needed it replaced. You failed to disclose it. The buyer moves in. In that type of situation, you'd have a good claim against the seller. Uh, but and, and that's a usual standard, whether the seller knew or reasonably should have known that a material issue exists. 
That's the key part. I got you. Incidentally, since we're doing these COVID shows on video being recorded on Zoom, we put it up to YouTube. If you'd like to see a rebroadcast of this show and get these answers played back to and see what we look like in person, if you'd like, head to LouisvilleAnswers.com, LouisvilleAnswers.com. Also, if you want to see some of the reviews that we have, and we've got some great reviews both on Google, Zillow, and others, on the Louisville side, you can go to uh, LouisvilleZillow.com. All right, one more question, then we'll take the break. Kevin, Candace writes in that she is in the market for a higher-priced home. Has recently seen several of them with her agent, and she goes on to say that she walked into one home and it immediately smelled of pot. Yep. Hmm. She also discovered a room that had grow lights in it and plants. She didn't know what they were, but plants being grown. She says she thinks they were cannabis, but she turned to her agent and said, let's go, let's get out of here, and now she's wondering – should that homeowner be reported to the police? Yeah, I see mm. you're squinting a little bit. And yeah, do we? Mm. Do we're not? We're not police. Uh, well, no yeah. affirmative obligation to do that, other than yeah. you know trying to be a good citizen. But I and also I, it doesn't sound like there were there were actual plants being grown there. The the interesting thing about Kentucky law, and we occasionally see this, it's illegal to grow marijuana in Kentucky. But if they uh-huh. catch you with it, there's a thousand dollar per plant tax. So we'll occasionally have a marijuana tax stamp lien on a property, which means that the seller at some point in time was uh, busy growing marijuana. So it's illegal in Kentucky to grow it, but if you do, they tax it. So have you run across that in a closing where there's been a, a, a lien for potentially pot being grown? Two or three times in my career. First time oh, you thought, really? well, this is someone just made this up and followed it of record, but yet there's actually on the books. It's a, uh, they, a tax of what used to be $1,000 per plant. If wow. you're growing 50, Bob, in your uh, backyard, yeah. that's $50,000. That's a lot of money, boy. Well, a lot of money. All right. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, folks, things in your house that are attracting bugs and rodents, you may find this very useful. Oh, that's when we come back with us here on our show today, Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys. They do, do a great job closing. You can reach Kevin and his team at 895-9900. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. You can reach me because we continually are looking for homes to list and sell. And also, we have 10-plus buyer agents who are ready to help you get out there and, uh, and buy a house. Like, for example, uh, Gil and Digna. Uh, had worked with me for many years now and uh, over 16 years. And then they met with me recently to put their mom's house on the market and they wanted to get top dollar. And because the mom and dad were going to use that for retirement and in their uh, later years. And so we were able to sell their house in just a couple of days. And the parents have now moved with uh, Gil and Digna down to Florida and having a great time. So we love stories like that. We love talking and helping clients to sell their homes and get on with a dream to the next level in life. So you can reach me anytime, 376-5483. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Pip and Frank has been serving your community for over 30 years in real estate closings and our title professionals educate the real estate industry both locally and throughout the state. Tell your loan officer and realtor to close with Pitt and Frank where we pride ourselves on being your trusted real estate closing expert. Pitt and Frank, signed, sealed and delivered at 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, Kentuckiana's largest inspection company and the number one home team inspection service in the nation. 
Our unique team approach makes us fast. Multiple inspectors means efficiency. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, are trusted. We perform thousands of home inspections in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. We're accurate. The team approach means multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties. Fast, trusted, accurate. That's your home team advantage. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sekoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you to the top of the hour with us. Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. Our thanks to Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank fame. You can see her on Channel 13. If they ever get back on Dish, that would be nice. And also over on CNBC. I'm going up to see Barbara at the beginning of December to spend a day with her, so I'm looking forward to that. And we love Barbara for her mentorship and friendship. All right, things in your house that uh, are attractive bugs and the, listen brad chime in here kevin if you want as well my son greg by the way off today i mentioned earlier he's already working this morning uh wet basements can attract bugs pretty easy pretty simple understood right yeah. nothing new absolutely there. clogged rain gutters these the, the bugs are making nests in the where the clogged is yeah. wet yeah okay yeah mosquitoes love them mm. high and your walls hate them hate them you high humidity Pretty obvious. Trash and recyclables. Poor landscape maintenance. In other words, tall grass uh, giving kind of a cover to rodents and and the like. And, and all sorts of fleas and ticks and all, a, a lot of biting creatures love the tall grasses. A dirty grill. Now, I will admit that once, probably 15 years ago, I had two grills. One was a uh, the green egg and the other was a gas grill and I hadn't used the gas grill in a while opened up the gas grill and in it was a snake that had uh. gotten in there so yeah you got to be careful so yeah keep an eye on your grill clean it out on a regular basis maintain it for safety reasons dirty dishes pretty obvious I guess food scraps composting also pretty obvious counter produce have Kevin have you yeah. ever had a lot of <laughs> listen it could be as simple as like bananas that they, I guess the gnats start flying around bananas yeah. that are disintegrating. Yeah, fruit flies and flies love those bananas. Um, gaps in siding. I was just at a house this past week which had a couple of gaps in the siding, and you wonder, have any of the creatures crawled in there? Uh, roof damage, obviously, if rodents can, critters can get in there. Door sweeps. So those are mm -hmm. designed to protect the house from getting drafts, but I guess mm -hmm. pests can also make a home in those as well. 
Yeah, well, mice can get underneath uh, damaged ones. They can flatten themselves out pretty pretty low. So if the sweep is damaged, a, a mouse can probably get through that space. Window screens that have holes in them, obviously, they can get in through those. Indoor, outdoor pets, if, you're, if your pooches, like my two German shepherds, go outdoors and come in. We saw a couple of stink bugs on the walls this uh, past week, and I got to believe they came in on the backs of my uh, JJ and Chloe. Incidentally, we used a central vac hose that I got in my garage, a central vac to suck them up into the central vac. So we didn't have to worry about squishing and creating mm -hmm. a smell. Mm -hmm. uh, porch and landscape lights. I constantly, uh, maybe you as well, cleaning out the hundreds, if not thousands of little bugs that accumulate. Yeah. Yeah. The, the trick there is to make sure that any of those patio lights and porch lights have open bottoms so the bugs don't collect. And, um, yeah, they always have an open bottom on those. Yeah, some of them you can't. For the right. porch light, they're covered. Right, yeah. Foundation cracks also can lead, I suspect, uh, to infiltration. Open garage or basement doors, openings for pipes and cables. There's a sealant you can get to seal up those um, pipes to keep critters from coming in. We had a mouse problem, and one of the big companies came out and uh, has suggested we do sealing at different locations. A chimney cover is uh, important as well. Uh, firewood, bird seed, pet food. Those are all things that can help contribute to uh, the influx of little critters in your house. Back to the, the well, the emails. I was going to say phone calls, but the emails. This is uh, for um, Brad and Kevin. Carmine just moved here from New York. He's discovered bed bugs in the home he purchased just two months ago. Carmine says he doesn't believe his furniture or belongings had bed bugs indicating that he's thinking the previous owners may have had the problem. And Carmine is wondering how does he get rid of the bugs, the bed bugs, and also does he have any legal recourse against the seller? It's nothing about bed bugs, another item, not in the disclosure. Nothing about bed bugs was in the disclosure uh, letter. So let's start with Brad. So getting rid of bed bugs, where, what are they, where do they come from and how do you get rid of them? So bed bugs are a, a bug that feeds on people. Um, they do live in close contact with humans. That's why you find them in uh, beds, but you'll also find them on upholstered furniture. Uh, there was a local college here that a couple of years ago had an inf infestation of bed bugs that was in all their upholstered common area furniture. So it can be treated. Uh, typically, they use heat uh, to treat the any of the the linens, any of the bedding, uh, and can treat it that way. There's also you know the the local pest control companies have sprays and other. Uh, devices to get rid of it. There's a local company that has dogs that are trained to sniff out bed bugs. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I know that they can be found in, again, on furniture, they can be found in carpetings, they can be found probably on drapes, but they're going to need a, uh, a host to, uh, to feed on. But yeah, they can, um, they can spread pretty, pretty rapidly in a home. Okay. So Kevin, from your standpoint, there's nothing in the disclosure. Can the new owner, Carmine, coming from New York, can he go after the sellers since he's saying, uh, I didn't have this in New York? Well, it's a hard case to prove. I mean, it's yeah. the same thing. You knew reasonably should have known and, and, if, and a fairly high burden of proof. How can you prove that the prior owner had that? And you'd like to be a very difficult case to prove. Um, Additionally, they, they could have picked up the bed bugs in the moving company's truck, right? I mean, that could have been a yeah. – yeah. Yeah. So that's, you're right. You're absolutely right. But I say someone locally acted like you had a tent to fumigate. I mean, you can have some serious problems with bed bugs where it's, it's a fairly high dollar amount to take care of the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, you yeah. mentioned yeah. 
the the company, I know the company you're talking about that has um, uh, dogs. Would it not be nice if we could train our own pets to sniff out <laughs> bed bugs? We could have a 24-hour-a-day search, but dogs and cats sniffing out bed bugs. I think those dogs stay pretty busy. I, I think you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it, and I, we, I guess we can mention them. Um, the company that does it is? Black Diamond. Yeah, they do a, a good job. Uh, also, uh, a reminder that uh, if you want to see what uh, sellers are saying about us, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. I kind of do interviews with a lot of our sellers when we get a chance uh, about how uh, the closing and the whole uh, process went, and we put those on video. Back to these emails that are coming in. Uh, Kevin, Kristen writes in about a closing on the home she's selling. Apparently, the home was supposed to close the first week of, uh, of October, but the buyer's bank says they weren't ready. The contract deadline was for October 10th, and she's wondering, does that mean that she can put the house back on the market now and get a new buyer? So the bank wasn't ready. How would you answer that? She's already out of contract based on what she's just wrote us. Well, that's in, in a contract, unless you specify, and the, the key term is time is of the essence, that that would create what we call, referred to as hard dates, where if you miss the date, you're out of luck. Uh, most residential contracts, they do not have time of the essence. So even if the date was, I believe you mentioned October 10th, they would have a reasonable period of time after the 10th in order to close the transaction. Mm -hmm. And one of the issues we have is what is a reasonable period of time to you, Bob, may be a little different than to me. Yeah. Uh, in, in my mind, it's probably five business days. I've heard anything from two or three days up to 30 days. But uh, unless your agent has put in time of, is of the essence in the contract, it's considered what, what we call a soft date. So it moves forward unless the bank throws up their hands. I guess eventually there's a time that it's dead. The contract's dead, right? Usually you'd have the closing attorney or your attorney intervene and write a letter and, and try to establish, okay, we'll give you an extra five days. But with respect to that extra five days, time is of the essence. So that when you do give them that extension at that point in time, it's a hard date. If they miss it, they miss it. Yeah, the problem is if, for example, Kristen, you were to put the home on the market uh, and another buyer comes along, you still have to get a release from the first buyer, but also you're still going to have to go through the whole process again. And if the bank for the first buyer says they're moving forward and may just take another five days or a couple of weeks, then does it make sense? That's what you need to think. Does it make sense to stay with the first buyer since you're going to get closed that much quicker? And this problem could happen again with buyer number two. So think about that. Last question I think that we have time for, Brad, this one's for you. Samantha has been looking at homes to purchase and has noticed a couple that she liked. They had a smoke smell in them. And she's wondering if she goes forward with them, is there an easy way to get rid of that smoke smell if she decides to purchase one of those homes? So any of the soft surfaces, so any carpets, any um, drapes, um, I don't know if there's any way to get rid of the smell out of the soft surfaces like that other than, you know, maybe, you know, maybe a carpet cleaner, maybe an upholstery cleaner can get that out. I think that's the most difficult area, but nicotine stains uh, on walls can, you can use kills paint uh, 
to seal that up. And then the other area where there's a lot of the smell that lingers is in the ductwork. And if you clean out the ductwork, getting rid of all of the dust that's covered in, in smoke particles, uh, that seems to clean uh, most of the smell away. Uh, but I think the hardest part is the soft surfaces like carpet and drapes. Those are the ones that really short of pulling them out and replacing them with new. I don't know that it's, there's an easy way to get the smell out of that. Not to mention cleaning or repainting or cleaning and repainting the ceiling or the wall. So it's, yeah, right. it's, it's, it's tough. There's a real crazy stuff. Again, uh, we are out of time. Our thanks to Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service. They do a great job. Come in as a team. You can reach Brad and his team at 357-0813. Also, Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. We uh, are also available 24-7, even weekends, right after the show. You can call me if you want to talk about getting your home on the market or finding a home to buy because we've got buyer agents standing by. You can reach me on my cell phone at 376 376- Five four eight three, And if you want to see a repeat of today's show, you can head to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That will take you to our YouTube channel where you'll see not only this show, but lots of other shows that we've been doing and putting up there. Plenty of content to keep you um, entertained, shall we say, for the next couple of years, as a matter of fact. All right. My thanks to all of you guys here on the show. My son, hopefully, Greg, will be back next week to join us. It's always good to have a millennial's point of view as things go along. Yeah, uh, sometimes. It, sometimes, you're right. Sometimes. Uh, I'm proud of him, though. That's my He's son. great. Anyway, folks, we'll see you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHAS. Mm-hmm.